T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, yes, you do. If we would have been on the radio at midnight last night, you would have talked with us till 4 a.m. Hell, you might have talked with us all the way through to Kevin Sheehan at 6. That's right. That's what they were doing, Matty Ice. There was a lot of that. You could feel it coming through your characters on Twitter last night. You could feel the enthusiasm. And let me say this. While the business side is a complete debacle, filled with people who are unqualified, the football side is full of people who are easy as freaking heck to root for on a daily basis. And last night, for once... For once last night, those football people got breaks and bounces that finally went their way. Good morning to you on a Tuesday. Yes, a victory Tuesday. Matty Ice on the other side of the glass. He'll be taking your calls at 301-230-0980. Be enthusiastic, but as always, be courteous to your guy when he picks up the phone this morning. Russell wearing burgundy on the other side of the board. He's, it's got the, he's got the maroon and white like they were wearing last night. He's in uniform. He's ready for today. He's coming around. And, of course, me wearing red, white, and blue because I'm pediatric Pete. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Pa- pediatric Pete? Whatever the hell I said. Patriot. I, meant to, I meant to say patriotic Pete. Patriotic Pete. Pete. Yeah, this is uh, – so this T-shirt is burgundy and gold with the sort of old uh, logo on it without the Indian head. Uh, and it's from the 2014 Media Bowl, which was played down in Richmond. At training before camp? Before training camp. Wow. The day before training camp. That means which, y'all were sweating your butt off. The, yeah, well, we were doing something else. We were getting our asses kicked by the <laughs> Richmond DC by the Richmond media because the DC media just hated the thought of going down there an extra day earlier than they had to so several did not show up so we got beat I think like 42 to 7 or whatever but mm. 
I wish I'd I, known. I'd have come down there and I been do, your Taylor Heineke. I, I don't know if I knew you at that point because I was yep. still at 980 the first time. I don't know. Yeah, I probably did. I hadn't probably met you I didn't you know at anybody. I, I used to just sit in my room down there on the other end. In your little like, cave. Like my little cave, my little dungeon. I called it the sports dungeon. I used to just sit in my little sports dungeon down there, lights off all morning, doing updates in the dark. And well, that doesn't surprise me. my life. That doesn't surprise me, knowing what I I would sometimes walk into when I would replace you and often be late. You would be so angry with me. I'm not just, angry. Just sitting there, just you. Just you've learned though through the years that the moment we're done at twelve o'clock, yeah. I'm Pete usually heading somewhere else to another job. Usually he, to do something like, else. He's like the legendary and late coach John Thompson. We. We don't do no overtime. <laughs> we are out of here. The only person that gets out of the building faster than me is Jason Bishop at the end of the Junkies. <laughs> Show's anyway. over at 9.56. He's yeah. out there at 9.57. But you're no, in no. uniform. You're, even your, your shirt over top of that T-shirt is in, is in the maroon and white that they were wearing last night. But no, you know it's what? brown and white. Is it? Yeah. It looks maroon from no, here. No, it's brown and white. No, I, I have the, the, the T-shirt on underneath, which, again, is from the 2014 Media Bowl. Do you know, even though we got smoked in that game, which is not what happened last night, even though we got smoked in that game, you know who had seven receptions in that game? Um, would that be Russellmania McLaurin? Mm. I, would, I, I, would, Rooster, I wouldn't exactly. Rooster McLaurin. I wouldn't say Rooster McLaurin. I would say more like Rooster D.Y., Rooster Darrell Young leaking out of the backfield. Oh, nobody's going to cover that fat slob. Let's throw him the ball in the left or right flat. Ah, he can catch it and gain six yards. You don't have to call yourself a derogatory no, term. I mean, that's that's probably what they were thinking. I mean, but anyway. Hell, you, you use so much derogatory term toward callers and, and players and everything. I guess it's only fitting that you use a derogatory term towards yourself. Yeah. You're a, you were just a jerk to yourself right well, there. I, I, I was. <laughs> it, it was more. It was more meant. I mean, everything said on this show is basically in jest. Of okay? course, it is. I mean, when I call people dum dums or morons, eh, you know, it's for the show. Okay, that's all. I, I mean, everything I say is for the show. Uh, speaking of the show, the show should be a lot happier this week. The show should be a lot better this week because Pete, here we are at nine oh nine and twenty one seconds on a Tuesday morning, and you said. It's Victory Tuesday in the DMV. And not only is it a Victory Tuesday, but for the second time in a little less than two years, the Washington Commanders organization, then the football team last night, the Commanders, beat an undefeated team Mm -hmm. in week 10 or later, week 10 or later, on the road in the state of Pennsylvania. Happy Thanksgiving, Whoa. everybody. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just make sure you qual- you, you clarified that. <laughs> but right. um, but this team, though, and I know the Steelers were eleven and zero at that point. Yeah, and only time will tell. That was that team was reeling a little. This bit. Eagles team yes. totally different and Correct. ten times better I than agree. that Steelers team. I agree. That Steelers team never really recovered from losing to Washington. I think they won one more game right. in the regular season and really the season after that. I think they lost four out of their last five, um, either including the playoff 
uh, just blow out to Baker Mayfield, of, of all people, and the Cleveland Browns, or maybe it was five out of six. Can't remember. But either way, I was at that game on a Monday late afternoon. Of course, it was supposed to be played on a Sunday, but because the Ravens and the Steelers had to play on a Wednesday the previous week because of COVID, the game got pushed all the way to the Monday after late afternoon, early evening uh, you know, slot five o'clock, I think was the kickoff and Washington, like you said, uh, won that game with late defense. Uh, Cam Sims had a great catch on a third down play from Alex Smith. They ran the ball. Chase Young had a fourth and goal stop, uh, at the goal line against, I want to say it was Benny Snell, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but last night, Pete, um, I mean, obviously, the backdrop is Ron has lost his mom, and we all know what, well, I think many of us have seen and heard what he said overnight, or uh, I should say to his team in the locker room, right? You know that, like, they had a chance to to win last Sunday, and for his mom, right after she passed, mm-hmm. but in some way, because he hadn't gone to the funeral yet, and he did this week with the extra day to prepare, almost like this, I don't know, maybe I want it to be like this. It almost worked out better this way. Now, don't get me wrong. I would have loved for them to hold on and won against Minnesota because then you'd be talking uh, about a 6-14. and So what you're saying right there, stop right here. Think about that. Last drive against Tennessee. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Just those. Big blown lead. Right. Just those two games alone, yep. if you execute down the stretch the way it's necessary, think about where we are with this team. Think about where we are and would be with this division. Yep. You're talking at that point, you'd have a division with an 8-1, and 7-2, and 7-3, and 6-3. and Three. Mm-hmm. That's where you would be in the NFC East right now. That's how close you are to having. I mean, the NFC East is already. Well, no, they'd be seven and three. That's what Washington. I said. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said six and three. Sorry. No, Dallas six. Oh, and three. Dallas is six okay. and three. The 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 division is all going into last night at seventy yeah. percent. Yeah, the division was already far and away the best record yes. of any division. Since the merger through ten games, and now every team is above and you could have had, or you more. could legitimately have Washington at seven and three yeah. potentially in that bunch. Right, that's how good this division has been this year, and that's how close Washington is to even us looking at them in a completely different light than right now. So. Now with seven more games to go, that's the, the this this seventeen game schedule. We love it as consumers, but Chris, you look at it right now on the surface, man. It's still a marathon. There's still seven more freaking yeah. games to go yeah. as we're in the middle of November. And last night again is only one game. It's only one game, and I think this is where you have to you have to put up some guards a little bit. You got to put up some jersey walls here. You know, through the construction zone as they're building right now, you know, out there in Commander Land. It is only one game. You did get a couple of massive breaks and bounces that went your way. But for the first time in a long time against a really good team, Chris, they were in position to take advantage of those bounces, 
of those breaks, because they were coached incredibly well last night, the the players on third down last night were sensational. And it wasn't just Taylor Heineke. It was the offensive line. It was the running backs. It was the receivers who made the catches. It was Scott freaking Turner last night who finally, who finally got over that adrenaline rush of, I got to throw it a ton down the field. I got to throw it. I got to throw it on this down. I got to throw it on that down. And even though in the grand scheme of things, we talk about this all the time, Chris. What's the best way to keep another team from scoring? You having the football. Yeah. 40 minutes worth last mm-hmm. night. You have the football for over 40 minutes in that game. 40 you, minutes and 24 seconds. You reduce the amount of possessions. Because, look, when Jalen Hurts and them have the ball, they're pretty they're good explosive. with the ball. They're explosive. They're pretty good with the ball. And as good as Washington's defense has been for much of the year, we know they can score, yeah. and we know they can score quick, as we found out 24 points in a second quarter, week three at FedEx. And last night, Pete, after the immediate first turnover in which Leno gets beat like a drum and Heineke gets lit up like a Christmas tree, forces uh, the fumble sack recovery by the Eagles at the 17, they punch it in in three plays. I mean, Hertz rips off a 12-yard run mm-hmm. up the middle on the first play on an option keeper, and then they run for five and then a one-yard sneak uh, from Hertz, and it's 7 and nothing. and then you come right back and and come up with a long scoring drive of 13 plays, 75 yards. You finish it off with Antonio Gibson. Run, 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 run. You get it to 7-7, and then again, before you even know it, now not in a flash, but three and a half minutes later, they score again because they're just playing pitch and catch. Easy, 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 easy. They're up-tempo. They're fast. They get in and out. They get to the line of scrimmage. It's what happens when you have a great offensive line, when you have now an ex- a young but experienced quarterback who has been in the lineup, obviously, you know, for a year and a half now, and when you have electric weapons, uh, but more – when you can do what you want by design, that's what the Eagles were able to do early last night. And yet the commanders kept running the ball, running the ball, having effective runs. That's obviously a key. Getting third and ones, third and twos. Pete, their motion last night was awesome. I mean, I said over and over and over during the game on Twitter, I know nobody wants to hear it, but like, their motion, their their creative motion. It wasn't just lo- run a lumbering tight end from the right side to the left side just to say, hey, we're running motion. Teams do that all the time. Guess what? That's not what the commanders did last night. The commanders had jet sweeps, reverses, guys running end-around loops, uh, fly sweeps. They had guys running half down the line of scrimmage and back. They had three guys moving at one time pre-snap. I mean, it was insane what they did and and what Scott Turner drew up last night. And keep in mind, a lot of that stuff, we talk about this all the time. I talk about this in, in deeper terms in football. The best offenses the best offensive coordinators, the best play callers. They are great at window dressing the same plays, but with different formations, mm-hmm. different motions. Mm-hmm. Motions are motions are not necessarily all the time to give a receiver a chance to be on the move and have some momentum going toward the line of scrimmage. Motions sometimes are simply to try and find out, okay, when we do this motion-wise, 
Are they running a linebacker with my motion guy mm-hmm. out of the box? Are they running a safety with my motion guy out of the box? It's, Are they in man? Right. It's simply, yeah. it, in some ways, it's also to try and set up other plays. Something else. In right. other words, here's how they're going to react when we do this. So the good play caller is going to make note of that. Okay, that's going to allow me at some point, similar down in distance, to go to this play or go to that play. And it's a lot of window dressing for essentially the same thing. And for all of you, and rightfully so, because I had to, I watched the, I had, I got the home in time to watch the entire second half, but I had to listen to the first half driving home from my game last night and watch it on videotape afterwards. And yes, you all were absolutely right. The one play you all were killing Charles Leno for last night, it, no doubt it was a bad play. And Charles would even say the same thing. But you weren't giving Charles his flowers for the rest of the game. And some of those guys on the offensive line, they're flowers for the rest of the game. So if you're going to kill the guy for one bad play, we all saw the play. You got to give him his flowers for responding to the play and having a very good football game oh, no doubt. afterwards. No doubt. And that's where that's where that instantaneous one play reaction by the fans frustrates me about players. Yes, in that moment, in that one play, yes, you get on that guy, but he didn't let that play ruin the rest of his night. He and that offensive line, you know, as mishmash as it's been this year, those guys enabled Scott Turner to be able to stick to that plan. The hard running of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson allows them to stick to that plan. Because if they didn't, this game works out totally different last night. And look, let's face it, Chris. If Kez Watkins hangs on to that ball and doesn't fumble that ball, sure. Washington's at Heartbreak Hotel maybe last night. Oh, yeah, because they're only, they're only Sly, up by two at that despite point. Despite Joey Sly right. hitting from 58 and 55. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I thought when that initial drive of the third quarter goes all the way down the field and ends in only a field goal. Mm-hmm. I thought right then and there, man, somebody air might be coming out of the blue because it's such a deflating moment. You jam it down their throat for like a million minutes, and you only walk away with three. Happens to us at Navy sometimes, too. We'll run a triple option right down somebody's throat for 10 minutes. The other day we had that against Notre Dame. 10-minute, one-second drive, ended in a field goal. And you almost feel like, dang, on, man. You know, we, we did all that. We did all that good, and we only got three points. And I thought when that drive specifically right there, instead of being up 27-14, you're only up Mm 23-14. Philadelphia's thinking like, yeah, we're right there. And, of course, Philadelphia got the ball, went right down the field and scored to make it 23-21. I thought only getting a field goal on that drive was going to prove to be their undoing last night in that game. And I even tweeted – I think we're we're heading to Heartbreak Hotel. I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I sense it's coming. And as soon as Kez Watkins caught that ball, I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm right. But then Benjamin St. Juice said, wait a minute. I'm going to hustle down the field, and I'm going to punch this ball out. But in the past, Chris, that's a ball that somebody for the Eagles coming down the field hustles mm-hmm. and recovers. Mm-hmm. Instead, last night, Derek Forrest makes an interception on a deep right. ball that's literally momentarily in the hands of A.J. Brown. Right. In his hands. Derek Forrest takes it away. The ball comes out from Kez Watkins. Derek Forrest 
scoops it up instead of having it go off his arms or off it through his legs. And here comes a you know another wide receiver, somebody to recover for the Eagles in that situation. Those bounces, those breaks, finally go Washington's way and turn into victory because of what they did throughout the game allowed themselves to be in position to benefit from those bounces, benefit from the missed face mask. I mean, that's as blatant a face mask as you can possibly get. You got two officials that should be looking at that from the side. You got an umpire that should be near the play, might have been behind it a little bit, so I can see where the umpire might have missed it. But the the line judge and the side judge or the field judge, whichever one of the guys is the deeper guy on that side of the field, there's no way both guys should miss that blatant of a face mask by Jamin Davis on that play with the fumble that would have negated that. And again, you have to be in position to take advantage of those. And for once, this football team was in position to take advantage of those. And of course, it leads to the even greater question coming out of last night's game. What is that? Chris and I will tell you next, 301-230-0980. We're off and running on a Victory Tuesday morning, ready to crank out your calls, your reactions, and your answers to our upcoming question. We'll tell you what that is next, 301-230-0980. Take us where you, everywhere you go today. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Perfect song because the guy playing quarterback for your Washington Commanders probably is the construction guy in this group. Okay? As we often say, Chris Russell, when a guy gets off the bus, you know who the quarterback is, you know who the studs are. Taylor Heineke walks into the room, you're thinking he's part of the equipment staff. You know, maybe he's like a special teams guy. Maybe he's like Steve Tasker or somebody like that. But you've been in locker rooms 
a long time because you you've you've done the work that encompasses being inside the locker room a lot more so than any of us that have a microphone here in this building on either station outside of maybe Brian Mitchell uh, and JP Finley down the hallway because Finley you know at least gets to interview people Mitchell played the game Doc of course comes in here after us played the game there may be the exceptions but they could probably I bet Brian and Doc would probably be perfect to answer this question also. When a team is going well, Chris, you can tell there is a different vibe. There is a a legitimate chemistry to what they're doing. And I thought Terry McLaurin gave us an inkling into that in his post-game conversation last night with Scott Van Pelt. Complimentary to the previous starting quarterback, but also very telling about the current starting quarterback. Chemistry means something in sports. You've been inside what good locker rooms are like and what bad locker rooms are like. There's no question right now, Chris, no matter what you say his passer rating is, his QBR rating, you can talk about the fact that he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, and threw an interception that was basically a punt, but I hated it because it was third and three. You probably could have had two plays to go four yards if you wanted, if you were Scott Turner, but You know, Heineke takes a chance down the field and pitches it away. But there is a chemistry with that dude. There is a belief with that dude. And right now, there is winning with that dude. And my question to you is at all, is this even a tough decision for Ron Rivera this week? No, not at all. I don't even think it was a tough decision going into last night's game. Because as I've told you many times, I don't know how you get Carson Wentz ready to play when he hasn't played in a month with two legitimate practices. I mean, they'll practice tomorrow, but it will be as light of a walkthrough as you can possibly sure, right, get. because of the Monday night Because game, of the right. recovery yeah. and all that stuff. They'll practice Thursday and Friday. That's it. So I didn't even think going into last night's game, I've said it multiple times, so nobody can accuse me of being, you know, like Johnny Lateseed here, uh, that I didn't think Carson Wentz was going to even be a possibility to start, even if he got medically cleared. Now there's no way... I mean, the only way that you would do something like this is if Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen ordered the code red (laughs) like they did in October of 2014. Remember when I asked Jay Gruden yesterday about coaching that Monday night game in Dallas when Dallas was like 6-1 and in his rookie year, 2014? I think they had one win, uh, Washington. Maybe it was two. I can't remember. Maybe it was two. And nobody gave them a chance. And they went out, and Jim Hazlitt, my guy, blitzed the crap out of Tony Romo and his bad back, sacked him eight times. Uh, They had an interception, Keenan Robinson, I want to say, in overtime on a Monday night in Dallas, so on and so forth, right? And nobody gave them a chance to win that game, right? Nobody. So, like, then they won that game with Colt McCoy, at quarterback, right? The next week, the next Sunday, short week, much like this, another road trip to Minnesota at the college stadium because the Humphrey Metrodome had been knocked down by this point. Building the, the new, new stadium, yeah. not up yet. So we're, you know, th- and this was the morning, if everybody remembers, of the bus crash. And I just talked to some people that were on that bus uh, last week in Minnesota or uh, when Minnesota was here. And they told some harrowing stories. They all thought they were going to die, okay? And they forced Bruce Allen 
And Dan Snyder gave the code red and forced Robert Griffin III back into the lineup on a short week with hardly any practice after missing all of those games from week two up until that game in Minnesota, which was early November. So it was like week eight, week nine, whatever it was, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. And Robert played okay in that game, but he made some killer mistakes. And I kept thinking, there's no way this dude is ready. There's no way this dude is ready. And I I think the same thing with Carson Wentz. There's no way, even if he gets cleared today, that he could be legitimately ready to start. Now, that being said, again, when you go into Philadelphia and win and go 3-1 and as the starter, no matter how it gets done, no matter how the number nerds are going to equate it out, no matter what his quarterback rating is, no matter what his percentages is, I don't care Taylor Heineke more than... More than deserves right. to start and this here's, Sunday. And here's why the only thing is up for discussion. Heard a caller call Kevin. And in theory, the in theory, the caller's idea is not a bad football thought. Because the 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 theory from the caller is okay, imagine if Wentz, if you have that element of Wentz being able to throw the ball down the field, which we saw, of course, in the Jacksonville game. But really, that's that's really the only time with any reasonable consistency. Because remember, after those first two games, the offense went completely in the toilet with Wentz, too. Right. They weren't nine, scoring points with Carson sacks, Wentz. Nine sacks against the Eagles yes. in week three. Okay. And so they uh, weren't. A, a choppy effort to say the I – mean, I mean, they did move the football against Tennessee – and I think he had over 300 passing yards, but they didn't score enough points, right. clearly, right. So, and made the killer mistake. So the, just because a player can do something physically that your current guy can't, I felt at no point was there ever any – and again, when you're the new dude coming in, it's hard to hit the ground running and build chemistry with your people and have a great feeling in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But these guys have played with Heineke now multiple times. He's 10 and 9 as a starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. He actually wins games. He, he's actually, he, he may not win them himself a lot, but he contributes to you winning. Now, yes, does he contribute to you losing some of those? Yes, he's 10 and 9. Okay. But damn it, if I feel like I've got a better chance to win with him at quarterback. And I got 52 other dudes that are dressing every week, getting prepared for a game, and are preparing enthusiastically, energetically, because they feel, Chris, when they go out on the field, when they run out of that tunnel, they legitimately feel like they have a chance to win. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily because of what Heineke himself does, but it's what he gives the other guys a chance to do. Look, Terry even said, man, he goes, look, he, he throws me some 50-50 balls. He gives me a chance to go make a play. Right. Okay? And so the players know it. The, the players understand where they're at. The bigger thing last night was the offensive coordinator, I thought, for the first time, for the first time with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback, formulated a game plan that was more suited to what they had available to them last night. You know what's interesting, though? You say that, and yet there were very, very, very few rollouts, 
No boots that I can remember. Maybe one. Tried one, but uh, there was one boot in particular. Early third quarter, Eagles played it well. And, you know, again, you're at the mercy of whether on bootlegs and stuff like that, misdirections. You're hoping that you have an overzealous defensive end or linebacker that bites, goes down the line, you know, inside while you go outside, something like that. The Eagles didn't really, on some of that stuff, bite and there was a read option you know, keeper that 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 got that seven Taylor, yards, right? Exa- that, seven exactly. yards. Exactly. Uh, but but my point being is, whatever damage Heineke did as a passer, and and make no mistake about it, even though he only threw for two hundred and eleven yards, he made some big time, big time throws. Big time throws. The 14 yarder to Jahan Dotson, the uh the the early big one to Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. just an absolute dart. Had one to oh, Samuel. Had one to Samuel. All of that, right? Those throws all came from the pocket and all came out of shotgun or pistol. And he was launching, launching and stretching the field more because they could take because they had the entire playbook open to them as well because they would run on first and second down and get third and one third and two down or a distance was second everything and five on third down or whatever night, the case man. might be the average third down distance and this it was less than four up until the last couple of third yeah. downs in the game right but it was they still sh- third and four third down and 4.1 yards was their average down a right. distance that's almost unheard of right. they only scored six points on offense in the second half yeah I mean obviously they scored the, the late touchdown on the final play which makes it seem better but but that's a they defensive only scored touchdown. six po- right yeah. they only scored six points on offense in the well, second to half. my point that that long drive in the third yes. quarter only netted a Correct. field goal instead of a touchdown but more importantly Heineke did not they didn't have to rig up the offense for Heineke to have some success in the pocket area and from a natural quarterback launch point, which is what they're trying to do. Like for everybody that wants them to run up tempo, for everybody that wants them to run boots, for everybody that wants them to waggle him out, sprint him out, get him on the run, all that. Listen, guys, again, there's a million reasons why they don't do that. Can they do more of it? Absolutely. Can they run more tempo by design, which is what Philadelphia did last night early and somewhat often in that game, and then they got back to it on that long Devontae Smith? Uh, drive that ended in the 11-yard uh, touchdown pass very early in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. They can do more of it. But more importantly, they proved last night. And again, it's going to be hard to replicate what you did last night, 40 minutes plus time of possession, 49 runs, uh, 12 of 21 on third down, um, all of that. It's going to be hard to do that every week. It's almost impossible to do it every week. But they proved that Taylor Heineke does not have to be rigged up in order to operate in this offense. Now, what you might want to consider is not having him line up under center and take a quick drop, a quick pivot turn, and throwing over the middle of the field. That you might want to avoid. Yeah. But if 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 you're going to throw over the middle of the field, do what they did last night, have his launch point be way different. And when I mean way different, I mean seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Before we hit the trending here, I thought the key thing, too, you look at some of those throws he made because you were so effective running the football, Chris, the linebackers for the Eagles could not get the same depth dropping back, defending the pass because of your down and distance on third down. And they have to acknowledge the run 
It allowed Taylor to have a lot more Agreed. room to drop that ball over linebackers Agreed. behind them into receivers. You, wait, you mean a, a good running game and a commitment to it gives you residual <laughs> benefits? Uh, Ancillary benefits? There you go, pal. Oh, okay. Speaking of benefits, I make sure you fill yours out today. Today's yes. the deadline for our company. Oh, I did just, that on Just a reminder. Okay. Uh, how how just, fun. Just want, oh, dude, it's a brutal process. Yeah. Um, but I just want to make sure that it, we acknowledge that. And that... That's one of those hidden things within yep. the game that allows you, you – know, Joe Miller and I talk about this all the time during our games – is the hidden yardage in so many facets of the game, whether it come on special teams. A Dax Milne, who earlier in the year, up for criticism, no doubt, with the way he was handling punts, not getting much on returns. He's improved greatly here in recent weeks, saving yardage on field position, getting more yardage on punt mm-hmm. returns – for this team. Last night, hidden yardage. Instead of instead of a linebacker forcing Terry McLaurin to have to run that route even deeper, which puts more pressure on Taylor to throw the ball further, because you're running the ball and those linebackers have to be more at run depth as opposed to pass depth, it allowed Terry a much bigger or uh, Taylor rather, a much bigger window to throw to Terry or to Curtis in those intermediate route situations that keep the chains moving when you can keep this game simple when you can keep down in distance the third and four or less the offense as a whole has just a tremendous tremendous advantage because now scott turner has pages of plays he can go to as opposed to just a couple of plays he can go to in that situation russell's got to look at what's trending All right, your calls are coming up next. Let's get together, Commanders Nation, as the Commanders upset the Philadelphia Eagles, dropped them to 8-1 and one on the year with a 32-21 win last night on Monday Night Football at the link. The Commanders improved to 5-5, five and five, as we've been talking about it all morning, 40-plus minutes time of possession, 12-21 on third down, 49 rushing attempts. Taylor Heineke, not great, but good enough. And the Commanders' defense coming up with a last-second score, forcing four, that's right, four, Eagles turnovers, a team that had only turned the ball over three times in their first eight games, and Washington wins 32-21, and there's more good news on the way. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Chase Young is indeed going to get activated this week against the Houston Texans. Again, short turnaround for the Commanders as they take on Lovey Smith and the one win Houston Texans this Sunday down in H-Town. We'll have all-day coverage and all-week coverage right here on a Victory Tuesday for the Commanders. And the Wizards back home tonight. Winners of four in a row. They host the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, at Capital One Arena. Actually, you know what? My bad. That game is tomorrow night. Washington Capitals and the Florida Panthers. My bad on that. Read the scoreboard wrong. Uh, that is tonight. Uh, Capitals coming off the bad loss against Tampa. That's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, I'm bad. I'm really, really bad. Who was really, really the bad man for Washington last night in this win over Philadelphia? Give me the Eagles. Their first loss of the year. Who do you like? Brian Robinson. He was a badass last night. Tell you what, Kevin Harlan's call. Oh, I heard it too. Dude, that was ridiculous. I mean, that touchdown call, or yeah. that was uh, he yeah. winds, he twists, he, he twists, turns, he turns, <laughs> he yep. leans back, he runs backwards, yep. he reaches out, <laughs> and 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 you know what? I think that was the <laughs> sequence where he had three consecutive runs that, on each one of them, you saw something that you liked in terms of forward lean, a stiff arm, a second effort, a broken tackle, what have you. And I knew early on in that game, and I, I mentioned I'm trying to look through my notes for where it was. I want to say maybe late first quarter. So maybe it was after the first touchdown drive where I saw Brian Robinson on simply a two-yard run to the left. He stiff-armed a guy with, I believe, his right hand and then broke a tackle and bounced it outside, Pete. Like, like after initially getting bottled up, he hasn't been doing a lot of that. Right, right. There hasn't been a lot of broken tackles and a lot of – you know, extra yards, the dirty, grimy yards. And he did it in this one spot last night and only wound up two yards, maybe two and a half yards. And I said it at the time. I said, the number nerds are not going to like that. I thought that was a really good sign. And then I think those three runs that I'm talking about inside the 10-yard line happened, uh, including the – and it just seemed to me – like Brian Robinson was running, you want to say extra hard, fine, whatever. But Freer? just running, yeah, may, maybe maybe more confident, maybe more comfortable, whatever the maybe, term. With a clear mind, physically, yeah, you exactly. know, feeling better physically so yeah. he's better mentally. And remember, last week was not easy on him right. being used as a pawn piece no by the organization. No doubt. But maybe he also had a little something, something extra to prove to everyone. Hey, you know what? Don't use me as a pawn piece. I'm a football player, and I'm a badass. Let's get one call in here before the break, and then we'll get more of your calls and touchdown attempts. Go to line one. Roy's up in Brunswick. Starts us off this morning. What's up, Roy? Roy hates those shotgun hey, runs. Uh, no, and you tweeted me back. You're as, as busy as you are. You're you're great at getting uh, responses on Twitter. So I, I appreciate it. it. I know. I I, I um, know. I know why you don't like them. I know you and Pete don't like them. I don't mind them as much as you guys do, but uh, I under I understand the overall point. I mean, like I said, I mean, the dude's 220. Give him a head start. Why make him have to, like, turn around like the exorcist girl and twist around to get a touchdown on, you know, one yard out? Um, But, you know, I think think the the defense has been crazy. I mean, the contain was really good. We don't, you know, we don't even have chase back. 
Um, I will say this long term. The reason I think Wentz is the go-to, and and he didn't play well, but you got to look at what Heineken's got. I mean, this defense has played lights out. They they've had the same O line for a month, which Wentz didn't have. They gave up nine sacks against Wentz. It's not like they didn't sack Heineke last night because he escaped a bunch of pressure or checked you know, line slides and things like that. They just played better. Um, Heineke's had both running backs. We ran the ball like 12 times against the Eagles the first game. We ran it 49 times last night. Heineke's had a, a healthy Logan Thomas. There was no offensive holding or any stupid penalties to set the, the offense um, off schedule since Jackson's gone. There's not his two, you know, PIs a game that's, that's costing us games. I just feel like that first throw to, to Samuel with a big arm, you know, pro quarterback is a touchdown, and, and he underthrows it, and then he takes a strip sack. And, I mean, he turned it around and made really good plays. But, honestly, what quarterback isn't going to succeed third and one, third and two, nine times, running the ball 49 times and, and the defense shutting them down like Roy, that? Roy, like, Roy, I, I Roy here's, it, Roy, here's the thing, like, though. Roy, hang on. Here's the thing. You're right where you're going in theory about the quarterback position. You're right. But of the three guys on this roster right now, of the three guys on the roster right now, which of the three guys is your best option right now? You can't go get C.J. Stroud right now. You can't go get Young right now. You can't get one of those young gunslingers out of college. You can't go get Aaron Rodgers. Who's the best guy right now on the roster, though, for this team? Oh, for next week, I would say Heineke because but the second the second that you get Wentz and, and comfortable that he can throw, I mean, look at what Wentz did with with Ertz. I mean, a healthy Logan Thomas with all those playmakers went like it's like I talked about before with you guys. When you can hit that long ball, it's it, it lets you hit the medium to intermediate stuff that Heineke loves to sail, and he was better yesterday. But I mean, come on, high school quarterbacks hit guys with that kind of separation. I mean, these guys were wide open like it was Big Twelve football last night. That's not good quarterback play. That's Turner routing stuff up and having the O line being consistent for a month the same actual group that's blocking and giving him time like i said heineke's not checking their uh, the line you know left or right or, or checking out a bad place he's calling exactly what he's running exactly what's called and and the offense is executing if Wentz had all of those things going and this defense playing like this the play action game would be unbelievable like i said not to mention brian robinson wasn't on this team for most of Wentz's time here when you can run 45 times and Wentz only has to throw at 15 or 20 and and five or six of those can be over-the-top play action, it should be easy pickings for him. Appreciate you, Roy. Thank you. We'll get to more of your calls. Touchdown at 10. A happy touchdown at 10 is next. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst live with you till noon up until Burgundy and Gold today right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.